Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to this edition of Drive Time Radio. I am your host, New York Vinny. For the next hour, we'll be, uh, as my friend uh, BJ Shea always says, rapping and flapping about cars. And, you know, there are all the things that go along with cars, but uh, mainly cars and uh, the, uh, the situations that present themselves with automobiles, from buying to selling to driving to groovy stuff that you can add on to your car and stuff that you should be taking off your car. Within federal regulations, we have it all for you here on a Saturday morning. Uh, We're uh, no guests today. I just wanted to spend some time talking uh, with you and with Nathan and with, uh, you know, our our fans and people that listen to this show. Um, I put it on my Facebook post, but I did not... uh, elaborate um for on the drive time post yeah, i'll do that after the show uh, i'm gonna have surgery monday morning on my throat and for a person who talks as much as i do that gets a little shaky you know you get a little uh, a, a little uh, retrospective about it you're thinking about it a little bit uh but it should be everything should be okay uh it is though as I have been told, a, a major deal. So I won't bore you with the details of it, but I will say that, uh, you know, it's anytime you have any surgery, especially these days, you're thinking about it. Uh, and I think the worst part so far is that it says I'm not going to be able to drive for a week. Uh, now you say to yourself, well, Vinny, wait a second, what the heck kind of surgery are you having on your throat? You can't drive for a week, but it's... Um, it's a surgery that is, uh, I, I guess, they don't want you turning your neck like this after the uh, after the surgery for a while. Well, everything heals up in there, so therefore, uh, you can only look straight ahead, uh, or at least a little bit to the sides. So, um, no driving. So I'm going to have to be driven or Ubered or you know whatever to wherever I'm going. And uh, that'll be a, a strange experience, but uh, I think I'll get through it okay. I've been in that situation before and have had to rely on different people to drive me different places. And although I think I absolutely get more stressed when I'm undergoing that kind of uh, physical repair, I'm pretty sure that I'll get through it okay. So... If you uh, uh, you can watch the Facebook page, my daughter has agreed to update it uh, with, uh, you know, just uh, general, I mean, I don't think anybody really needs to have uh, minute by minute reports, but a general, okay, he's doing good. He's, uh, you know, boom, he's out, bang, he's home. So um, if you uh, are so inclined, uh, I'm a big believer in the group. Uh, prayer and 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 thoughts from different uh, groups of people thinking good thoughts and making things uh, go well. And if you're inclined to do that on Monday morning, uh, I would appreciate any and all prayers and good thoughts and 
um, cosmic juju that you can send my way. I would appreciate it. I, I, uh, I, I do believe in that stuff and do believe that uh, the power of many uh, can help one. As a matter of fact, I've lived my life on that. So that's that. This is Drive Time. Got a bunch of stuff happening this week. Um, where do we start? We should start where we should always start by introducing my good friend, uh, the producer of this program, and uh, the man who is still without his car, Nathan, the producer. Nathan, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. Uh, still without my car, but still driving a pretty nice SUV, I must say. Mazda CX-5. Yeah, you, you seem to have uh, really liked, uh, fallen in like with this car, haven't you? Yeah, but it's not enough to get the sales people to make me buy the car, so I'm avoiding that realm. Is it enough to make them leave you alone? Yeah, I think they tried to push me into buying a Mazda 3 Turbo when I was wandering around the dealer just waiting for them to get my uh, courtesy car set up, and he saw me drooling over it, and he wanted to get me to buy it. I was like, nope, I'm still waiting out the warranty on my car. It's it's lucky we don't have a you know we have a lemon law but it's lucky we don't have a drool law in this state. That if you drool on it, you have to buy it. Well, I'm sure uh, people like you and me would get caught red-handed if we ever walk into a dealership. Uh, we'd be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> we would be we would be the major violators. You know, you always see the uh, uh, I don't they don't do it here, but I know in New York City they put the. Um, the names of the scofflaws, the people who have the most parking tickets in the newspaper every quarter or whatever it is. And um, they would have to put our name at the top of the list who, of people who have lost the most drool over certain cars uh, that we look at because we are, we're, we're drooling guys. I mean, we, we look at cars and we go, wow, man. I mean, I really wish that, uh, you know, that was sitting in my driveway. Especially with how good that Mazda 3 Turbo. I mean, I mean I'm already drooling over it right now. <laughs> well, I'm driving the CX-30 Turbo this week. Well, oh, I blew it. Uh-oh. It's okay. We were supposed to do it live this week. Yo, Vinny, Spoiler what are you it. driving this week? Oh, Nathan, you wouldn't believe it. I'm driving the CX-30, which is uh, Mazda's uh, small SUV, kind of. I mean, I don't, it, it's always hard. For, it's a crossover. Uh, you know, it's a little station wagon. It's a hatchback. Uh, you know, to me, SUV always dominant, uh, uh, makes me think, you know, kind of big with big tires. Uh, certainly the height is increased on this car and the turbo uh, gives it more torque and more power. It's a torquey little thing and it's all wheel drive and all of that stuff. Uh, I know a lot of people hard- like to say it's a, almost a lifted uh, Mazda 3. Hatchback. It is. It, I, I mean, it really is. Uh, I was, matter of fact, I was just looking at that last night. I was kind of going over the car last night and write some notes down. And yeah, I was actually comparing it to the height that happened to be a, there's oddly enough, the twin to this car, except for the turbo parks right in the space next to me. So when you walk out of my house, two of them sitting there, exact same color. The only thing is that the one that is not mine is just the regular three and it's lower to the ground and it's, um, you know, it's, it's a little less, a little less rugged looking. And again, 
I, I would, if I were looking for something to go off road, uh, the CX, uh, the CX 30 would not be my first choice because, uh, it, when I tested it on the track, uh, the off-road track that we had set up at Mudfest a few weeks ago, it didn't have the same solid feeling that most of the other cars in this class had. So it would be a little rough for me to say, go buy one of these and, you know, take a ride up into the woods. It's not a scientific test. It's just a feeling test, you know, but all of that, as it may, it's a nifty, groovy little car. It's a lot of fun to drive uh, for light off-roading. Uh, it's a good ride. It's comfortable. It's um, very self-explanatory when it comes to the uh, infotainment system. And uh, it retains a lot of what we love Mazda 4, which is, Nathan? The drivability and feeling connected to the road. Thank you. Well, you know, the two of us should be doing ads for Mazda. Huh? But it really does. And, and I don't, you know, it's funny. The week before I drove the ID4, uh, the Volkswagen, which we'll review later. And, you know, bigger than, than the Mazda, obviously, in a whole different realm in that it's all electric. But um, it's, it's such a night and day difference with the connectivity to the road uh, that it's, um, it's scary. It's so different. I mean, granted that you have the electric steering and uh, everything in the electric car is, is differently engineered. Um, than the uh, the CX thirty, but um, it's uh, you know the thirty makes you um, you know gives you a good combination again if you're not doing serious off roading, uh, but you're doing light off roading. You're taking a boat up to the lake. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're going to a cabin that has a dirt road going to it. Uh, it gives you. A lot of that, um, a lot of that feeling of, okay, I, I, it's capable, I can do this with it, where, you know, a lot of these smaller SUVs sometimes, or, or crossovers, you feel like you're going to rip the bottom out of them when you're going over hill and over dale. By the way, what's a dale? Does anybody uh, know what a dale? Over hill, over dale. Anyway, so... Uh, Initial impressions of the CX-30 Turbo is quick, um, comfortable, limited off-road capabilities, and uh, well-engineered, as I think any Mazda that you put your hands uh, on to the steering wheel is. Uh, they just pride themselves in that, um, in being, I don't know, you want to call it the Frank Lloyd Wright of... Uh, of automobiles, I mean, in, in design and in in their um, their ability to connect with the road, uh, they do it well and do it better, I think, than most anybody else out there in that class of car. So that's the uh, Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week uh, portion of our show. Coming up, we have a cartoon for you, Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, we're also going to talk about a few things that happened in the automotive world this week, uh, those are things that uh, that you should be uh, keeping an eye on if you're following cars, especially if you're thinking about 
buying a car as we go down a stretch into the final quarter of this uh, calendar year when we are now traditionally getting ready for those year end, uh, wrap the Lexus in a bow and put it in the driveway. Uh, you know, uh, husband and wife wake up on Sunday morning, uh, sorry, excuse me, Christmas morning, and they're out in the uh, driveway is the Lexus uh, or the Audi or the uh, Nissan or whatever car you your your significant other dreams of uh the time of year when they make you feel embarrassed if you don't put one of those cars <laughs> in the driveway nathan have you ever woken up on christmas morning and seen a car in your driveway with a bow on it probably not my driveway but my neighbor's driveways i've seen a couple really and um did they were there loud screams of joy or were they just filming a commercial? I think there were screams of joy. I did see one getting filmed a commercial, though, down at the Gene Kuan Park in Renton. Uh, yes, yeah, a popular commercial filming spot. Especially in the fall. Yeah, yeah, because you got all the foliage and everything. Um, now, do you take um, one of the other things I did want to talk about this morning, too, is that, you know, that ride that we all take, uh, took it last week, uh, that... Uh, up along Route 2, uh, excuse me, not Route 2, I took it up along Route 20, the uh, Cascade Loop Highway, uh, which delivers you to the various and sundry colors of the leaves that are turning on the trees. And have you, uh, do you take that ride every year? Not as much as I used to, but man, it's a great one when I do get a chance. Yeah, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful ride. I had a friend up from California last week and as, as wonderful as they always say California is uh, they don't get a lot of the you know everything stays kind of brown down there they don't get a lot of the leaves turning colors or anything like that so uh, she was um, was blown away by the color uh, and again this was last week I'm sure that this week and next week will even be um, more beautiful than we saw uh, last week and one of the problems that we had uh and which well i will talk about in the next segment was uh, we were driving the electric uh, id4 solo electric no gas so you have to um if you're a person that doesn't plan your trips out like me you kind of go freelance willy-nilly wherever you think you're going to wind up you may want to uh either reconsider your thought of buying an electric car or B, uh, get less willy, less nilly, and more planning in your life because you're going to need it in electric cars, with electric cars, if you buy or rent an electric car. All right, it is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. He's Nathan, the producer. And uh, together we present you automotive entertainment every Saturday morning. Take a quick break here. We'll come right back with stories of electricity, the way Nikola Tesla would have probably wanted it. Strive Time Radio. American cars guzzle gas. American cars are all style and no substance. American cars don't last. To all that, American Motors says nuts. This American Motors Concord and this spirit are built to be more than just good looking. They're tough. Tougher than ever before. 
The only American cars with galvanized steel and 100% of the exterior body panels. That's right, 100%. And Concorde and Spirit are more fuel efficient than ever before. This Concorde actually gives you better mileage than Chevy Citation. Only the tough Americans give you Z-Bard factory rust protection and a full five-year no-rust-through warranty. Cops can be beautiful. Plus the exclusive American Motors buyer protection plan, still with the best economy car warranty coverage in the industry. Concord and Spirit, for good-looking high-mileage cars, don't sell the tough American short. Concord and Spirit, built to last from American Motors. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk, 1150. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Drive Time Radio Saturday morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Right here on Alternative Talk, 1150, all over the Northwest. We uh, broadcast you every Saturday morning from 8 to 9. And, of course, our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts. We will have, um, as I said last week and talked a little bit about online, we uh, are going to change something up a little bit uh, because with our podcast, we are not able to put our cartoon of the week in the podcast because as we produce them, we have to cut out the cartoon. Can't put that in the podcast the way things are presently set up right now. So it looks like what we are going to do uh, when we come, when I come back from um, the surgery is we are going to number one, uh, put our show on our uh new youtube channel actually the channel has been there all the time but we're going to make sure that every week it's up on our youtube channel we're going to funnel our content through there and number two we are going to um change up uh for our our podcast uh subtract the cartoon and put a link to it so that you'll be able to uh find it and also uh put another segment in there a uh, our our top five segment will go into the podcast so that uh when you listen to the podcast you won't be you'll have to click on another link to hear the cartoon if you want to do that but we won't shorten the podcast we'll give you something on the podcast that you'll only be able to hear on the podcast so we'll get that uh rolling after and as i said after uh, when i return uh, to live radio uh, two weeks from today, we will um, be rolling live on YouTube as well. So I'm excited about that. Our YouTube channel has been, everything's been worked out. We're in, we're paid up and ready to roll. So that's uh, that's something that's uh, very interesting. Now I'm going to, or at least it's interesting to me. I hope it's interesting to you too. I always say these things are interesting, but this is stuff that I find interesting. Uh, also, I'm very excited that um, in the next week or two, well, not next week, but the week after next, um, Ray and Zach Shevka are going to join us. Uh, they have a, a, a YouTube channel called YAA, Your Automobile Advocate, I believe is the uh, the name of the channel. And um, they are uh, a father and son act that uh, I just, um, I laugh every time I watch their, uh, their programs that they put out uh, that, because they are funny. There's an obvious 
generation gap here. Dad sold cars for years and years and years in uh, Jersey, Philly, Maryland, you know, on the Eastern Seaboard in the Mid-Atlantic States. And, uh, and now gives advice to people on how to buy cars and how to, you know, uh, get yourself a great deal, the best deal you possibly can on a car. And uh, the son, uh, uh, Zach, is just, a, um, you know, kind of a regular guy who uh, tries to steer his dad toward the topics, but doesn't always do it with success. Uh, eerily reminiscent of my dad and I when we worked together. Uh, and I'm very excited about having him on. As I said, it won't be next week, but it'll be the week after and uh, giving their uh, website and their thoughts on cars and buying a car some promotion and uh, let you meet them. It's, uh, it's weird. I almost feel like I'm going to be introducing. I don't know these, these people except through YouTube, uh, but yet I feel like I'm going to be introducing them to my friends who listen to the show, and I'm excited about that. I always love it when friends meet other friends and they click and they, you know, talk to each other and everything like that. So that'll be uh, two weeks from today. And I'm excited about that. Uh, mark it down. Zach and Ray Shevsky, uh, the YAA uh, people are going to make, uh, going to brighten up our show a little bit here on Saturday morning. Although, as I've said, nothing brightens up this show more than Nathan. Uh, Nathan, have you ever had an electric car? I've driven a couple, but never actually owned one, except for those little toy cars you have when you're like five years old, and they only go two miles an hour. Like slot cars. Yeah. Do you, uh, when you, when you have driven those cars, have you had to plan for recharging the car, or uh, do you just do it until it runs out and then go plug it into the wall somewhere? It's pretty much. Uh, like you just said, you know, you have it all charged up and plugged in and then you drive it around for, I think they lasted probably about maybe 30 minutes max in those days, <laughs> which yeah. in that car, it's maybe half a mile. But yeah, so they've <laughs> come a long way with those electric cars. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. You can actually sit in them now, too, and you don't have to be Barbie sized. Yeah. Uh <laughs> and working speedometers and stuff like that. All sorts of good stuff. Yes, they even have uh, climate control, and you can go on your smartphone. Anyway, I drove the, uh, as as you know, I drove the Volkswagen ID4 uh, over the last week. And I got to tell you that the Volkswagen ID4 as a car is a winner. It is comfortable. <clears throat> it's quick. It is everything you want in a family crossover it's quiet it's spacious it's amazing how much space gets put into a car when there's no transmission hump when that floor flattens out and it, it, it it's almost astounding how much um space you gain from not having that floor. Now, granted that you have the battery, but the ID4 uh, is off-road capable. The all-wheel drive Pro Edition I drove is very, very capable of going off-road. And um, I was uh, sweetly surprised with 
the mechanics of the car, the capabilities of the car, and just all of the things that you uh, that you expect are not going to be there when you go out uh, and and hit the switch and take a ride in this car. And it's um, just a, a great piece of engineering. And I would advise you, if you're in the market for an electric car, and you don't want to buy a Tesla, you don't want to join the cult, that um, this is a car to be looked at. It's a, because, it's a car to be taken seriously. Uh, they're not just doing this for the uh, credits that a manufacturer gets uh, for building these types of cars. Uh, it steers well little disconnected because of the electric steering as many cars are today uh doesn't give you that feeling of being uh rooted to the road but that being said it's adequate for 99.9 percent of the applications that you are going to come up with as far as feeling the car feeling the road um, carrying your children, it's safe. It's like driving a note, notebook computer. There's so much stuff in here as far as, uh, it's, it's like really driving an extension of your computer. <clears throat> now, that being said, they're not going to sell a million of them if they don't come up with some kind of, this is not the first time I've said this on this show, if they don't come up with some kind of standardized charging plan, situation, um, way to reintroduce the electricity into this car. When we interviewed the engineer from Ford, when we were talking about the, uh, the new Mustang Mach-E, I asked him the question, well, what's in the future for charging on these cars? What's going to happen? Right now, if you want to charge your car, yeah, there's a million apps that tell you, well, this charge is here and this charge is there and that charge is here and this charge is there. But I can't tell you how many times I spent more than a half hour on the phone with a, uh, a company, especially Electrify America, which tends to have the best chargers. Those are the ones that you see in the shopping centers with the green, almost phosphorescent lighting around, the, uh, around what looks like a, a huge gas pump. And they, the chargers, a direct current, and they work spectacularly. You plug it in. If you have a 200-mile range, uh, you plug it in, you probably, and you're almost on uh, empty with your charge, you probably get about 200 miles inside of an hour. Go on your merry way. Again, the problem is is until you learn the systems and the different chargers and so on and so forth, it really is difficult to get your car to talk to these chargers. And I don't know if that's a glitch because of the charger, the charging company. Uh, one time I was up in Anacortes 
and tried to plug my car into a charger and it wouldn't charge it. And you call a number and I got somebody who, I, I don't know what country they were in, but just didn't seem to be able to help me much. Another time I got somebody who, and this was again, Electrify America, just didn't seem like they wanted to help me all that much. It was 10 o'clock at night. And to be honest with you, it felt like I was interrupting their dinner. And I understand that they probably contract these services out to different people, but that's not a good look, especially if you're trying a new technology uh, that you want to, I mean, I'm on the side of electric cars. I want you to go out and buy an electric car if it fits your, your needs. But I don't want you to buy an electric car until they can get the infrastructure to charge these cars in the most simplistic way possible, running up and running and, and making it basically as easy as pulling into a gas station. Now I understand the time factor, but there can't be the hassles with having to call. There can't be the hassles with, uh, we have to reset the charger. They can't be the hassles with, well, um, this or that. People don't want excuses when they buy these cars. They've been told that this car, this electric car is going to uh, cause them to have less stress and cause them to feel like they're doing something about the ecology that they're you know, in essence, leaving the place uh, of the planet a better place when you leave than you when, when you got here, right? And if you can't do that in a non-stress situation, then you're you're not going to tell your friends to buy it. You're not going to uh, endorse it. You're not going to stand up and say, "This is a great car." And I had somebody. I said I had a friend of mine up with me from California. And it was, I mean, we had to go to three charges before we found one that actually charged the car for a few minutes to give us enough power to get back to, you know, from concrete along Route 20, one of the most traveled routes in the state, back to Anacortes. It took uh, something on the order of three hours to get a 20-minute charge. And then we got to the charger, there were problems with hooking the charger up. So, again, uh, I realized that when people buy these cars, uh, that, that they are almost definitely going to have a charger in their house. So you'll start off the day at 200, 250, 270, whatever miles with a charge. But you also, also, also have to make it easy for the average person when they run down on their charge to plug that thing in, get a quick charge, and keep moving. People will stop for a cup of coffee. They're not going to stop for four lunches a day. They're not going to stop for four sandwiches a day. And uh, although I hate to say this, but it's the truth. 
they're not going to deal with people who have trouble communicating on a telephone line because of a language barrier. If you're in America, you have to have people that speak good English and have logical problem-solving skills, aren't eating their breakfast, their lunch, their dinner when you call, are able to help you move you through the process if you are doing it wrong. And if you're doing it right, being able to reassure you that this is a one-time only type of deal and we are sorry that it's happening this way and we will do something to make up for it. That's what you need. You, need, you don't need somebody that's trying to find fault with a customer. Whether they're paying for it, the company is paying for it, the manufacturer is paying for it. You have to fix these things. And the manufacturers have to take charge here uh, because you're tr they're trying to sell you this car. And if they want their investment to reap rewards, that's what they have to do. They have to make it as easy as possible. And I would say that maybe, okay, it's a one-off. You know, maybe I had trouble with it because I'm stupid. Or I don't know what I'm doing. But this is, I've had three electric cars since I have moved to Seattle. And all three cars have been a hassle when it came to the different charging companies and uh, the different protocols and using them. I, I love the fact that I can sit in my house and dial up what temperature I want in my car when I walk out there and get in it or how I want the sunroof to be positioned. But if I can't start the car or I can't get the car charged or I can't or it just switches from one thing to another without me touching anything, uh, you know, from four-wheel drive to two-wheel drive or whatever, that's something that is going to turn me off on one of these cars. And I'm an advocate for these cars. I, I enjoy these cars. I am so glad to be alive in a time when there's such a revolution around these cars, when by the time I die... Uh, the automotive scene will look as different as it did when my father was born and passed away. In that stretch of 72 years, the changes and differences that he saw in cars was amazing. And we are on the cusp of that right now. But uh, much as it felt must have felt during the uh, 20s and the teens uh, of the 20th century when they were trying to get people into these cars and get them moving across the country. Uh, it feels the same when you now use an electric car in many cases, not all. Again, I want you to, to know that I do believe that if you have an electric car on a consistent basis every day, you probably get better with this kind of stuff. You plan it out more. Uh, you have more of a sense of this is not just a run down to the corner type of uh, car sometimes. But that's what they're trying to sell you is a car that you jump in, you run down the corner. 
and you plug it in, go in and do what you're going to do. You unplug it and drive away. Right? So, please, automakers, take charge here. Uh, literally. Um, make these cars and get these companies to where they are going to be able to supply you with the direct current charge that you need to keep you going on a trip. I don't mind the car has 250 range miles. I do mind that I have to spend a half hour on the phone once it gets down to 10 miles and the anxiety that it causes to keep the car going down the road that I've chosen to drive down. Very simple. All right, that is my... Uh, that's my thoughts on uh, uh, the infrastructure of electric cars. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the car itself, uh, which I found to be quite uh, a, a good car. It is Drive Time Radio cartoon coming up as well, right here on Drive Time Radio. <laughs> Never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up, use your ears to hear Walk up to the corner when the coast is clear And wait, and wait, until you see the light turn green Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block An alternative to everything else on your radio dial Alternative Talk 1150 we're back with you on Drive Time Radio, New York. Vinny with you Saturday morning. It is uh, gray outdoors, but it's sunshiny in my heart, as I like to say. Time now for our cartoon. Saturday morning cartoon, we bring it to you every week in the thought that cars and music go together so well. So we pick out a song that um, goes with uh, cars. Uh, it's about cars, has something to do with uh, situations around cars. Many people uh, over the time have, have written beautiful songs about their cars, about their relationship with their car. Uh, one of the songs that was uh, very, very popular in the 70s, and I bring it up this week because right now America needs truck drivers. Right now America is facing a deepening problem uh, in that it needs people who know how to drive a truck. Whether it be tractor trailer, whether it be box truck, you name it, they need somebody to drive it. Very simple. 
if you can back the truck up to a loading dock and you're well enough to get a CDL, you, my friend, can make over $100,000 a year. That's right. That's what the uh, pay is going right now for qualified and good drivers with driving bonus, uh, with uh, signing bonuses. I mean, think about it. You might not have been able to get a signing bonus as a baseball player, but uh, to drive a Kenworth up and down I-5, they will give you a signing bonus. It's amazing, but true. And so I thought that this morning we would uh, pull out one of the songs uh, from the 70s that educated people a bit about the, um, the trucking business. And what happens with those gentlemen and ladies out there when uh, they have their truck, their caffeine, their CB radio, and need a little togetherness. Here is C.W. McCall from the middle 70s on the Saturday morning cartoon. Well, mercy sakes, good buddy. We're going to back on out here, so keep the bugs off your glass and the bears off your tail. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Here you go, C.W. McCall. And Tom, you can imagine how huge that record was uh, back in the, in the 70s, the middle 70s, because it, it, it captured two different uh, things that were going on at the same time. You had uh, everybody's interest in uh, trucks because of shows like BJ and the Bear and Convoy, which was developed into a, I believe, a made-for-TV movie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was, um, and you had the CB radio craze, which was, in essence, social media for the 1970s, where people would get on their um, get on their CB radios that they had installed in their cars and uh, ride around all day talking to people that they never knew um, who they were, uh, because they were shielded by CB radio. So the first. Um, you know, the first social media interaction uh, that we had, uh, many people believe was MySpace or, you know, chat rooms and things like that. No, no, no. We've been longing for this social interaction uh, for a long time. And the first time we saw a glimpse of what it could be uh, was back in the 70s with the CB radio craze that had gone on uh, back then. Amazing, uh, amazing stuff. So that is our... Saturday morning cartoon. We bring you one every Saturday morning, something to sing along to, hum along to, so that you'll be able to um, enjoy the uh, the musical side of automobilia as well. And we uh, thank uh, C.W. McCall. Uh, I believe he's gone. I believe he passed away a few years ago. So, uh, but uh, thank him for writing and putting that uh, little country ditty uh, together. Well, time now for, uh, we'll jump right into it, our Drive Time Radio Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And this week, as I've said, we take the uh, uh, 2022 Volkswagen ID4 All-Wheel Drive Pro S through its paces. Uh, this is uh, so far. Far from what I have, uh, you know, in the electric vehicles I have driven, I think that this is the one that's going to move uh, the mainstream 
electric consumer from gasoline to electric. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Ford comes out with their pickup and Rivian comes out with their pickup, which everybody is raving about. Uh, but the ID4 all-wheel drive uh, that adds a second motor to the vehicles. They have one motor for the front, one motor for the back. Uh, gives you range, practicality, and uh, the feeling that they are working the kinks out of these cars. As I said uh, in my little um, goodbye to this car, uh, this I think this car is going to be huge. It may be a little over-technical in places, but maybe that's the fascination of it. As people, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be something that the early adopters are going to go crazy for. The people that want to be the first one on the block to have one of these cars, this is the one that they're going to probably more than anyone I've driven so far. And it's not to say uh, that there are better ones out there going to uh, now the real wheel uh, version of this uh, compact SUV is, you know, it's adequate, it works okay. But uh, the Pro, which is uh, what they call the uh, four-wheel drive version, gets a uh, front-mounted motor, gives you almost a, uh, a doubles the horsepower in this thing. Uh, you, by adding its 107 horsepower front-mounted motor, you get a combined 295 horsepower, 339 um, 39 pound-feet of torque, and it makes it zero to 60 in 5.4 seconds. It's almost like a drag racer. Uh, the driving dynamics with the engine in the front as well as the rear also make this um, a, a a fun car to drive. You're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna do a Mario Andretti with this thing, but. Uh, for the average person who wants to drive one of these cars and not feel like they're driving uh, something um, different than what they would normally drive, Volkswagen really pulls this off. It's um, There's anti-roll bars in the suspension. Uh, there are uh, tricks to, that they have put into the suspension to make it feel really... Um, um, familiar to you. It's not a sports car, but it's just a good, solid, well-engineered suspension that makes you feel that the car is uh, is gripping the road uh, like it should be. Steering ratio is uh, a bit wide. It takes a little bit more to make a U-turn or a circle in this car, but I'll, I'll, I can live with that. Uh, from the outside, a very attractive car many many uh nice lines in this thing that, that distinguish it from the other volkswagen uh suvs there is a ton of space in this car when it comes to cargo room it's uh it, it's got it i mean you fold the seats down and it's cavernous back there uh cup holders and 
stuff to, to plug into and all that kind of stuff for your USB and all of that. Very good, seamless. They even have a setup where you have the two cup holders in uh, the front under the huge um, screen. And then in the uh, uh, center console is another two uh, cup holders uh, that you can utilize, or you can put your fingers in there and take them out. So you have a full center console uh, compartment. It also has, which I thought was very cool, uh, you drop it into, you have D, but then you also have a B setting that uh, maximizes energy on the whole thing. You can switch it from sport to eco to get different ranges on the car. And the um, the one foot driving is something that I've really come to like. You put it into B, uh, which gives you energy recuperation when you're not on the throttle. It lets the brakes work to add a little more energy back into the car. It's one pedal driving and I like it. I, I think it uh, it's a new phenomenon in many ways, but it uh, I don't know, feels, feels okay, feels good. Matter of fact, this is one of the best electric daily drivers I have, um, I've, I've driven. And again, you lose the transmission tunnel. You have very cool interior materials. And um, one thing that Volkswagen has done not to be out showmanship in their interiors is they put a light bar across under the windshield that gives you indications of different functions that the car is doing, whether it's charging, uh, whether it, you need to stop quickly or whatever, it's, it's right there under the windshield all across the car. So this way, when you're uh, a significant other, your partner, whoever is driving with you, uh, they can scream at you to stop the car and know that they're right on because they have the indicator right in front of you. I also like to play pause um, notes on the accelerator and uh, the um, brake pedal. Nice little touch uh, to bring us into uh, the modern era. Very luxurious interior, yet it's minimalist. I'm not a big fan of the touch um, pieces there. You know, instead of the buttons, I'd like to see the buttons and the dials come back, but you got to get used to that uh, because I think that's the way we're going to be going from now on. I think we're going to lose the dials and uh, the, the, the field buttons and get these touch sw uh, switches back. Comes with a tow hitch on the all-wheel drive. You can tow 2,700 pounds with it, uh, which is about 500 more than the single motor variant. Uh, the one I drove, the model I drove, uh, stickered at uh, $51,000 and uh, I thought was well worth it. So that's the review for the Volkswagen. And that's the show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch up with you um, next week. Same uh, time, same channel. Thanks to Nathan for making it work. And by the way, Kim Namba, happy birthday. You didn't think I was going to leave without wishing you a happy birthday. Happy birthday, my good friend, Kim. Love you. That's drive time. See you next week.